0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, we're going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on John Singleton, Jesse Smollett, Oprah Winfrey, Bobby Brown, Sierra, and Russell Wilson, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Eighty-five million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ag Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners.
0: Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Champ, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt Pure Love at the shelterpetproject.org, Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmeen, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council.
1: In you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow button on top of the show page. That way, it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you'd like to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call in number is 347 637 2656, and press the number one that's 347. 346- Seven six three seven two six five six and press the number 1 also we got a Facebook fan page just go to www.facebook.com slash that's follow us on Twitter at that's Entertain 1 that's t-h-a-t-s entertained in the number 1 and you can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14 stiletto like the shoe s-t-i-l-e-t-t-o and the number 14 and also follow me on Instagram just go to Gives. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S Right now the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 54 degrees Before I get started with the first story of the day I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners who are on the phone line That's in the online listening in Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon uh, last week I wasn't on the air. Uh it was spring break for my kids, so I just took the week off to hang out with them. But I'm so glad to be back. And uh how is everyone doing? How are everybody doing on this Wednesday afternoon? Uh today is May first, May Day. But it's been a crazy few days, haven't it? If you haven't heard there've been uh the last couple of days there's been uh, sudden passing, sudden death of certain celebrities, as well as uh, health issues with uh, certain celebrities. So we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, Academy Award-winning director John Singleton uh, died at the age of 51. He had suffered a stroke a couple of weeks ago. He was in a coma. He was on support and the family decided to do the painful task of taking him off. So we're going to be remembering the the first African-American director who won an Academy Award for his first film. Um, also, the Braxtons, you know Tony and Tamar, Trina, Tawanda, Tracy, where their, their young niece just passed away a couple of days ago. Um she was only 24 years old. And uh, Grammy Award-winning recording artist, people Bryson, who you know him best known for songs like Let the Feeling Flow and the Disney song A Whole New World, well, he was currently hospitalized after experiencing a health scare over the weekend. Uh, last Saturday, he had suffered a mild heart attack at his home in Georgia, and according to TMZ, he was listed in stable condition and right now he is awake and responsive. Um, we wish him a speedy recovery and uh, we'll keep him and his family in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, longtime talk show host and former CNN interviewer Larry King, he's recovering in a hospital after undergoing a uh, procedure to address chest pain known medically as angina Uh this is according to a statement from Aura TV. Uh, he has been scheduled for an angloplasty but visited the hospital early last Thursday to be examined for chest pains. And according to the statement that was issued on Monday, you know, Larry King is 85 years old. Uh, he had had several heart attacks, and in 1987 he went underwent a uh, quintuple bypass surgery. Uh, His medical issue led him to establish the uh, Larry King Cardiac Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to helping those who do not have health insurance to afford medical care. So it's been a crazy week, Uh, you know. um, Also, we're going to be talking about this week, uh, Fox, uh, the Fox hit show Empire. It just got renewed for a sixth season, but get this they're moving on without one of them one of their stars jesse smollett uh oprah was a correspondent for 60 Minutes. well she quit on them i'll tell you what happened bobby brown thought he and comedian chris rock were friends until he posted a meme about the late great whitney houston tell you more about that um and uh, we got uh, Halle Berry. She's in the news. You know, she was um, broke three ribs while rehearsing for her role as an assassin in John Wick Chapter 3 movie. And uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, they're getting ready to unveil the initial slate of projects uh, they attempt to develop as far as their deal with Netflix. I'll tell you more about that. And also... Um, It's uh, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, They're coming to an end. But they had, before they go off the air for a final time, uh, they have a present for their fans. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. Wow. Uh, We knew it was coming, but now... That it happened We have to take a minute to actually catch our breath Because John Singleton Has passed away After a career of nearly three Decades in Hollywood He died at the tender age Of 51 years old Now a Singleton family Rep said that he passed away Peacefully surrounded by family and friends And the news come more than a week After the famed director Suffered a massive stroke Uh, As first reported, John Mom, Sheila Ward, she filed a legal doc asking the judge to appoint her temporary conservator because he was unable to properly provide for his personal needs for physical health, food, clothing, or shelter. He has been in a coma in ICU at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. The Boys in the Hood director suffered a stroke t- uh, 12 days ago after returning from his trip from Costa Rico, and he was experiencing problems with his legs. He checked himself into Cedar where he had suffered a stroke on April 17 in the hospital room. Now, John Singleton was the first African-American nominated for an Academy Award for Best Director. He was only 24 years old when he made his uh, directorial debut. He also earned a nomination for Best Original Screenplay. Four other directors, Lee Daniels, Barry Jenkins, Jordan Peele, and Spike Lee, have been nominated since. John directed nine films, including Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Four Brothers, and Too Fast, Too Furious. He also had several high-profile producer credits to his name, including the critical acclaimed film Hustle & Flow. He co-created the FX hit series Snowfall and directed episodes of The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Stories, as well as the hit show Empire and Billions. In 1997, his film, Rosewood, a historical drama about racial violence, was entered in the 47th Berlin International Film Festival. Both this and his 2001 film, Baby Boy, received very positive reviews and helped establish Singleton's critical reputation. Additionally, his adaptation of Shaft, which came out in 2000, starring Samuel L. Jackson in the title role, was successfully critical and commercially. In uh, 2013, it was announced that Singleton was attached as director of a Tupac Shakur biography film, and on April 3, 2015, Singleton reported that production was put on hold. Four days later, it was announced that following creative differences with Morgan Creek production, Singleton had stepped down as director and was replaced by Carl Franklin. Singleton also stated he was planning on making a competing film about Tupac. I tell you, um, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad that a man so young as John Singleton to pass away, uh, at the age of 51 from a stroke and just what couple of months ago, uh, same age actor, uh, Luke Perry, same age, 51 passed away, uh, from a stroke as well. Um, Somebody had made a comment. Uh, I was looking, at, I think it was on Facebook, where uh, people were saying what's going on with these, you know, celebrities. You know, why are they not taking better care of themselves? Why are they not going to the doctor? Um, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, it just, it doesn't dawn on, on to you because you know, fifty, it, you know, you when you're fifty, in your early fifty. You're still, you're middle-aged, but you, you're not, you're, you're almost halfway there. Uh, but you don't, some people feel that, you know, they don't feel like it's time to really take their health seriously. But when you see uh, John Singleton and Luke Perry and, um, you know, so young like this, Get, having issues with their health, you know, it's putting people to say, you know what, I better go get that physical, or I better. Just, when was the last time I checked my blood pressure? And you know, uh, in the beginning of the show, you know, I do these, I uh, have the PSAs, and I talk about uh, how uh, one of the PSAs that I do is talking about how 85 million adults in America uh, have high blood pressure, and with that comes. Uh, issues with strokes and heart attacks so we really have to take care of ourselves and really check um i have to i'm due for a physical myself so i got to make sure i got to get that done because you know you just don't know and with a stroke it, it doesn't show signs you don't have symptoms And it could just sneak on you so quick that you just don't know. Now, there are certain um, signs, you know, with the face being uh, distorted, with the speaking, the speech is a little distorted. There is certain signs. But before some, you know, uh, John said he was having some issues with his legs, not knowing that it was stroke-related, you know. So it affects people differently. But uh, again, my uh, thoughts and prayers and my condolences go out to the Singleton family. Um, we got some good news for Empire fans, but bad news for Jesse Smollett fans. Empire will return for its sixth season. However, as of uh, right now, Jesse Smollett won't. Fox Entertainment and 20th Century Fox TV said in a uh, statement uh, today. Quote, by mutual agreement, the studio has negotiated an extension to Jesse Smollett option for season six, but at this time, there are no plans for the character of Jamal to return to empire. Unquote. Now, Tarazi P. Henson and Terrence Howard and other stars on the show signed a letter urging show co-creator Lee Daniels and his associate not to fire the in-battle actor who was arrested and accused of filing a false police report and then released without charge. Small leg claimed he had been attacked outside his Chicago apartment in January by two masked men who hurled racist and homophobic slurs at him. But the city mayor, Rah, uh, Rahm Emanuel, and chief of police remained convinced that the Empire Star orchestrated the whole thing as a publicity stunt. Now, his future on the TV drama has been up in the air since the drama began, and last month, Daniels revealed a decision had not been reached. Empire with small Ed already written now this season, last two episodes wrapped up on May 8. Oprah Winfrey, she quit the news show 60 Minutes because she didn't like the instruction on how to pronounce her name. The media mogul joined the weekly news program last year but quickly realized it wasn't the best format for her. She tells The Hollywood Reporter, quote, I remove myself from that. It's never a good thing when I have to practice saying my name and have to be told I have too much emotion in my name. I think I did seven takes on just my name because it was too emotional. I go, is this too much emotion in the Oprah part or the Winfrey part? I was working on pulling myself down and flattening out my personality, which for me is actually not such a good thing, unquote. 60 Minutes began with contributors saying their name into a camera. Now, during the news interview ahead of her latest honor, the Hollywood Reporter first uh, Empowerment Award at the Empowerment and Entertainment Gala on Tuesday, April 30th, Oprah also addressed the criticism she received for sitting down to interview filmmaker Dan Reed and the stars of its Leaving Neverland documentary, which detailed their child abuse allegation, allegations against Michael Jackson. <coughs> excuse me. Winfrey was criticized for giving the trio, <coughs> excuse me, airtime, but she insists she'll do it again in a heartbeat. Um. Wow, so Oprah just quit on them because they didn't like the way she was saying her name. And, you know, Oprah Winfrey has a very big personality. You know, she comes across big, bold. You know it when she comes in the room, you know, and people, you know, kind of imitate her and make fun of how she, you know, say, you know, the way she comes across with her big personality. So, She said, you know, if I can't be myself, then this is not for me. So she just quit on them. Right now we have 17 minutes after the hour. You're just tuning in. You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. where every Wednesday between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern. I give you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. And if you are new to BTR and you are a registered listener here, just click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Unfortunately, I wasn't on the air last week. Uh, it was spring break for my children so I decided to take that week off, but I'm back and uh, ready to give you what's out there. (laughs) Uh, Bobby Brown was not amused when Chris Rock made time over the weekend to post a tasteless joke about Whitney Houston's drug use. Now, Rock shared a meme on social media of the late singer looking anything but enthusiastic about giving an interview. The image read, quote, me sitting in a meeting that couldn't have been, been an email, but the comedian added his own caption saying, hurry up, I got cracked to smoke. Now, many commenters slammed the joke as tasteless and trash and simply not funny, but Brown noted that during this time of women empowerment, he said, quote, you should choose, you should choose to use your time to try and, humili- and, and humiliate our queen." I thought you was a friend of the family. Unquote. Now, Chris Rock ultimately deleted the post. Bobby and Whitney were married from 1992 to 2007 and have one child together, Bobby Christina, who died in 2015, three years after Houston drowned in the bathtub while reportedly acutely intoxicated from cocaine. Now, Bobby Christina died in a similar manner to her mother. Now, Houston was uh, 48 when she died. She denies using crack cocaine during a 2002 interview with Diane Sawyer. Now, Brown previously blasted Kanye West for paying $85,000 to license a photo of Houston drugged in inside her Atlanta home for the cover of Pusha T album Daytona. And R&B singer Sierra and her husband, football star Russell Wilson, they are expanding their professional partnership with their own production company. The couple who wed in 2016 have formed Why Not You Production, through which Sierra and Russell plan to create both scripted and unscripted projects of film, TV, and digital platforms with a focus on inspiring and inspiring narrative and human interest stories. The production firm isn't the first time Sierra had gone into business with the Sierra Seahawk quarterback, they also work together on a youth empowerment organization, the Why Not You Foundation, which Wilson founded in 2014. Uh, in addition to developing material for film and TV, Ciara recently launched her own entertainment company and record label, Beauty Marks Entertainment, with her first album in four years, which is also named Beauty Marks, set to drop on May 10th. Meanwhile, Russell recently hit headlines as he became the highest-paid player in the NFL after signing a huge four-year, $140 million contract extension. He also heads up a separate brand management and production firm called West to East Empire. And Barack and Michelle Obama, they have unveiled the initial slate of projects they intend to develop as part of their deal with Netflix through their higher ground production company. The couple has confirmed a total of six projects in the works, including scripted series, documentaries, and feature lame films, including adaptations of Michael Lewis, The Fifth Risk a Frederick Douglass biopic, and a period drama set in the fashion world to be released over the next several years. Higher Ground and Netflix will also deliver Crip Camp, a documentary that explores a summer camp for disabled teenagers, an anthology series inspired by the New York Times column, Overlooked, and a 30-minute children's series about food titled Listen to Your Vegetables and Eat Your Parents. You can learn more about the project at the streaming service website. And Holly Berry, she broke three ribs while rehearsing for her role as an assassin in John Wick's Chapter Three: Parabellum, but was treated. Uh, she treated the injury like a badge of honor. The 52-year-old actress joined the John Wick franchise as Sofia, an assassin and a close friend of Keanu Reeves' titled character, who is still on the run after killing Santino De, de Antonio in the Continental in John Wick: Chapter. Chapter 2. Now, while she has credit training for the film for getting her in the best shape of her life, doing so didn't come without its pitfalls. As for training involved in preparing for the movie, Holly had to take an hour and hours of stunt training, as well as gun training, dog training, and strength training. She also had to watch what she ate in order to get her figure as lean and as athletic as possible. And working with Keanu in the movie was also a somewhat daunting prospect for Holly. She explained it as um it was amazing, it was a little terrifying at first because he's so damn good at what he does and she wanted to be on the same level as him and she didn't want to disappoint him. And despite how he feared she needed to have worry because director Chad Stalesky uh Stolhusky, uh, he promised her character isn't going anywhere. When asked about the actress reprising the role for a fourth installment in the franchise, the new John Wick sequel opens in theaters this month. And unfortunately, we have some sad news affecting the Braxton family. We learned that Lauren Braxton, the daughter of their brother, Michael Conrad Braxton, Jr., she passed away unexpected yesterday. She was only 24. Her father, the younger brother of Tony and the elder to Sister Tracy, Tawana, Trina, and Tamar, says that Lauren's death was related to a heart condition. Now, authorities in Maryland informed TMZ that they received a 911 call around noon on Monday and Lauren, who went by the nickname Lolo, was unresponsive when they arrived. She was pronounced dead by the paramedics. Now, according to police report, a friend of Lauren's claimed she was talking with Lauren in the kitchen and went upstairs for just 10 minutes. The friend told cops when she returned to the kitchen, Lauren was on the floor and unresponsive. On Tuesday, Tony and Trina Braxton took to social media, honored their niece. Tony Braxton posted a broken heart emoji under Lauren Braxton's last Instagram post. Trina Braxton uploaded a picture to her uh, on Instagram with the caption, God sent me another angel. Rest in heaven, Lauren Lolo Braxton. If you're not aware, Michael, like his sister, is a Maryland native and is the only male among the Braxton siblings. Like most of his sisters, Michael is also a singer and songwriter, and he appeared on episodes of his sister's reality show, Braxton Family Values. Michael started singing with his sisters in church choirs when they were young, and as far as Lauren's passing um, uh, we got this message from his fam, uh, from the family. It says, quote, We ask that you please respect the Braxton family privacy in this time of sadness and loss. We also want to uh, extend our condolences to the Braxton family. And the Big Bang Theory producers have another present for fans ahead of the show finale. CBS has just announced a special title, Unraveling the Mystery, A Big Bang Farewell, that is set to arrive on Thursday, May 16th on the network. The 30-minute special will air at 9.30 p.m. following the hour-long series finale that will air at 8 p.m. Stars like Johnny Galecki and Kaylee Coco will serve as the hosts of the special, which will take viewers behind the scenes of the comedy that will wrap its 12-season run as TV's longest-running multi-camera comedy series. Additionally, Unraveling the Mystery, a Big Bang Pharaoh will feature backstage secrets, personal memories, interviews, and a tour of the iconic set. Galecki and Coco will also reveal their favorite moments playing Leonard and Penny and revisit some of the most memorable stories from the Big Bang Theory stage. The Big Bang Theory debuted in 2007 and has received 52 Emmy nominations throughout its run and won 10 of them. The multi-cam series also earned seven Golden Globe nominations. It also stars on the series Jim Parsons, Simon Helbert, Kunal Nayar, Maya Bialik, And Melissa Roch Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour Uh, If you're just tuning in You're listening to another edition Of That's Entertainment Coming up We're going to be talking about uh, Former CNN anchor uh, Soledad O'Brien She's getting ready to host a follow-up To the Surviving R. Kelly TV docu-series I'll tell you more about it and it's been official and confirmed that uh, the upcoming Beverly Hills 90210 reunion series will feature almost the whole gang. And guess who else announced that she's on board? Shannon Daudry, Daughtry, Daughtry. She's going to be involved in the Fox Sydney revival. And Scott Disick is going on his own way. He's getting ready to land a new TV show on E! which will see him flipping and remodeling high-end homes. And uh, Adam Driver and Brian Creston, they will uh, compete against each other to be named Best Actors at the 2019 Tony Awards. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
0: to me, cause that's it oh. Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Blog Talk Radio.
1: We've 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Zara Larson in WOW. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, former CNN anchor Saladay O'Brien. She's hosting a follow-up to the, the TV docu-series Surviving R. Kelly. The Lifetime show, which chronicles years of sexual abuse allegations against the singer, was a huge hit when it debuted on America's Lifetime Network earlier this year. And now O'Brien will... F- front a two-hour special titled Surviving R. Kelly, The Impact. The show is scheduled to premiere on May 4th. It takes a look at the way the docu-series changed the culture on sex assault in America, leading to a spike in calls to sexual assault hotlines, and protests against Kelly, who has since been indicted on 10 felony counts of aggravated sexual assault involving four victims, ultimately leading to his arrest. The special featured interview with legal experts and psychologists and a good look at Kelly's now infamous TV breakdown during an interview with Gail King. Surviving R. Kelly was recently named the recipient of the 2019 L.A. Press Club President Award for Impact on Media. And it's official, and it has been confirmed, that the upcoming Beverly Hills 90210 reunion series will feature almost the whole gang after Shannon Doherty announced her involvement in the Fox Simi revival. Shannon, who played Brenda Walsh on the original series, took to her Instagram account to confirm the news. The new iteration, which is now called BH90210, was announced back in February. Starring original stars like Jason Priestley, Jenny Gar, Brian Austin Green, Tori Spelling, and Ian Zirin, among others, the series will see them playing heightened versions of themselves in a brand-new serialized drama with a healthy dose of uh, irreverence that's inspired by the real lives and relationships. BH90210 is set to air sometime this summer on Fox and Scott Disick is going on his own way now. The fan favorite keeping up with the Kardashian star has landed a new TV show on E, which will see the restaurateur flipping and remodeling high-end homes. It's titled Flip It Like Disick. That's right. The new show will have 8 episodes, which is long hour long each. Um According to People, it will feature the ex of Kourtney Kardashian working alongside his team, which is made of former pop singer turned interior designer Willa Ford, his best friend and business partner Benny Luciano, short-tempered contractor Mickey Moore, and Scott assistant Lindsay Diamond. Additionally, the 35-year-old father of three will executive produce Flip It Like Dizzit, and joining him as the executive producer is Chris Jenner. Scott has always had passion for property development. He successfully flipped his first investment five years ago. He also converted unique home projects for his A-list friends and family. It included guest rooms, studios, and his kids' playhouse at Courtney's home. Now, the former couple share three children together, Mason, nine, Rain, four, and Penelope, six. Flip It Like Disney is set to premiere this summer on E. And Adam Driver and uh, Brian Cranston, they will compete against each other to be named Best Actor at the 2019 Tony Award. The Star Wars star was revealed as a Best Actor nominee for his role in the Broadway play Burn This when the nomination was announced on Tuesday, April 30th, while the former Breaking Bad star was nominated for his role in Network, for which he had already won an, uh, an Olivier Award in the U.K., now, they will also compete against Jeff Daniels for To Kill a Mockingbird, Patty uh, Considine for The Ferryman, and Jeremy Pope for Choir Boy. The nominees for Best Actress in a Play include Laurie Metcalf for her portrayal of former U.S. President candidate Hillary Clinton in Hillary and Clinton, Annette Benning for All My Sons, Laura Donnelly for The Ferryman, Elaine May for The Waverly Gallery. Janet McTeer for Bernhardt Hamlet and Heidi Schreck for what The Constitution means to me. Now Schreck Production also scored a nomination for Best Play alongside The Fairy Man, Inc., Choir Boy and Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. While the nominees for the best revival of a play include All My Sons, The Wavery Gallery, Burn This, The Boys in the Band, and Torch Song. The musical adaptation of Bill uh, I'm sorry, of Tim Burton's cult movie um, Beetlejuice It received a nod for Best Musical Alongside Tootsie, The Prom Hate in Town and The Temptations Jukebox Musical Ain't Too Proud The competition for Best Revival Of a Musical is a race between Oklahoma and Kiss Me Kate Notable nominees in the Musical Actor category, Categories Include Stephanie J. Block for her Portrayal of Music Legend Cher In The Cher Show and Theater veteran uh, Kelly O'Hara For Kiss Me Kate. The 73rd Annual Tony Awards will be hosted by James Corden on June 9th, right here in New York City at Radio City Music Hall. Kevin Hart and Girl Trip screenwriter Tracy Oliver are developing an English-language remake of the Korean box office hit Extreme Job. The film became the highest-grossing movie in Korean box office history earlier this year, and now Hart is slated to star in the Hollywood remake, which Oliver is adapting. The film revolves around a team of undercover cops who become cooks in a fried chicken restaurant as they spy on a gang, only to turn the dinner into a big hit. With their recipes. It's not Hart's first attempt to turn a Korean movie hit into a Hollywood hit. He also is also working on an English language remake of 2011 film Sunny. John Cena has officially joined the Fast and Furious film franchise. Vin Diesel has confirmed that the WWE Superstar involvement in the upcoming Fast and Furious 9 through his recent Instagram update. The Dominique Toretto depictor took to his Instagram account to share a video which featured him saying, quote, Guys, as you know, I'm always thinking fast and thinking about the responsibility of making something iconic and deserving of your loyalty, unquote. Then captured the video, Thank You Pablo, referring to the character who was portrayed by his late co-star, Paul Walker. It remains to be seen what character that John will be playing in the new installment of the famous franchise. Fans, however, assume that the Bumblebee actor will fill the void left by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Luke Hobbs. This arrived after it was reported that John was in talk with Warner Brothers to star in James Gunn's new movie, The Suicide Squad. Should he seal the deal, John will be joining Idris Elba and Margot Robbie in the following up to the 2016 Suicide Squad. Fast and Furious 9 is said to be helmed by Justin Lin, who served behind the lens for the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth entry in the franchise. The movie eyes a 2020 release. Oh, and speaking of Idris Elba, congrats, congratulations! You know he just got married over the weekend. So, uh, sorry, ladies, Idris is off the market. So, congratulations to him. Um, *Avenger: Endgame* uh, has shattered more box office records here in America becoming the fastest film to break the $100 million mark. The new Marvel movie hit the milestone in just 17 hours, four hours quicker than the Star Wars The Force Awakens. The Russo Brothers' blockbuster broke uh, preview records on Thursday, April 25th, becoming the first of the 22 Marvel superhero movies to break 40 million. The movie is on course to become the biggest of all time, with studio bosses and box office experts predicting it will gross over 2 billion around the globe. And uh, it's getting real out here in these streets. For those who have seen the movie, the Russo brothers had put on social media to for fans who have did who have seen the movie do not spoil it for people who haven't seen it, and it's real out here and people are getting beat up, they're getting uh, chastised. They, get, I mean, it's real out in, in these streets when it comes to Avengers Endgame. So much so that the fanfare surrounding the release of this year's highly anticipated movie may have cost the victim while fans again have been warned against leaking spoilers some can't hold back talking about the movie after watching it and potentially sharing too much information such the case apparently happened to a man in hong kong who spilled uh, plot details of the movie shortly after leaving the theater uh, Needless to say his action got other fans who haven't watched the film furious and he received several punches for it So in other words he got a beat down According to Asia 1 the incident took place in uh, Causeway Bay the unidentified man reportedly spoke loudly about the movie at the entrance, upsetting other moviegoers who were waiting for their turn to watch the film outside the theaters. Some people allegedly beat up the man to teach him a lesson. A picture of the aftermath of the alleged incident had been circling online showing a man wearing a white T-shirt who received a treatment possibly for his wounds from another man wearing a red T-shirt. And while there has been questions as to whether the event really happened, some people have claimed that they indeed heard someone revealing spoilers at the theater entrance and witnessed the attack. It's unclear if there was any arrest made or if the incident had been reported to local police. And considering the alleged treatment that the Hong Kong man had got, the angry reaction to Lashawn McCoy tweet are nothing. The Buffalo Bills star had also angered Marvel fans for sharing spoilers of the Endgame on Twitter. He has been slammed by fellow Twitter user, and some even asked NFL to suspend him as punishment. Director Anthony and Joe Russo have several times reminded fans not to share the spoilers of the Avengers Endgame. Echoing the filmmaker's request, Captain America's depictor Chris Evans tweeted on Friday, April twenty sixth, quote, Much love to the fans who have kept spoilers to themselves. It's a very unselfish thing to do. Wow. It is real out here. And uh Pharrell Williams, he served up a huge surprise at his first Something in the Water Festival last Saturday night by introducing Pal Jay Z on stage. The, hit, the happy hitmaker who was forced to cancel the first day of the Weekender due to storms brought out the big guns for Saturday's Pharrell and Friends set in Virginia Beach after Travis Scott, Mac DeMarco, and SZA performed. Snoop Dogg, Missy Elliott, P. Diddy, and Usher joined him on stage, but the highlight came when Jay-Z stepped up during a live airing of Frontin, delivering his verse on the 2003 hit single. He stuck around to perform La La La, which was co-written by Williams, and the rap mogul also offered up Izu Hova for thrill fans. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
0: Take away You're my God, boy, but I love the faith Love the faith Be a man, do you mean what you say? Take your hand and do need to stop the day? When we have no, we can't go away Show me that you mean it Show me that you mean it Thank you.
1: That was the latest from the Chainsmokers featuring Ty Dolla and Bulo in Do You Mean. Right now we have here uh, 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last stories of the day, uh, following the release of the Netflix documentary Homecoming, a film by Beyonce Knowles, It has some of her albums on the Billboard 200 chart. Two of them, Homecoming, the live album, and Lemonade, each earned a spot on the top ten of this week's chart. The live album, which features the songs that the singing diva performed during her headliner set at the 2018 Coachella, rises to number four following its first full chart tracking week of activity and racking up to 57,000 units. Homecoming, the live album gained in both SEA and TEA units but declined in album sales. It only sold 8,000 units in traditional album sales. Meanwhile, Lemonade re-entered the chart at number nine thanks to its wide streaming debut on April 23rd. The album was only previously available to stream through Tidal. Lemonade sold 30,000 units, including 25,000 in SEA units. That translates to 31.45 million on-demand streams. With both Lemonade and Homecoming in the top ten, this is the first time for Beyonce to claim two concurrent top ten sets. And Taylor Swift's new music video has shattered YouTube viewing records. The singer debuted a colorful promo for Me, which featured nods to the film Mary Poppins Return and The Wizard of Oz on Thursday night, April 25th. And now she's sitting pretty as the queen of the video streaming world. A tweet from YouTube official account on Saturday night read, quote, with 65.2 million views, congratulations, Taylor and Taylor Nation, on breaking the record for highest female and solo 24-hour debut for any music video on YouTube, unquote. The video featured Panic! at the Disco frontman, Brendan Urie, who also joined Taylor on the track. And rocker Billy Idol and Brandon, uh, Brian Adams, they're teaming up for a summer tour. The Los Angeles-based Brit and the Canadian hitmaker and photographer have announced an eight-day, uh, eight-date, U.S. co-headlining tour which will begin in New Hampshire on August 1st. Adams will warm up the dates with his own solo trek, which launches this month in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Run to You singer will also head over to Europe for dates in June and Canada for a string of July dates before hitting the road with Idol. And Madonna is reporting plan to utilize virtual reality and hologram technology for her performance at tonight's Billboard Music Awards. That's right. The Billboard Music Awards airs tonight. According to British newspaper The Sun, the Vogue hitmaker will immerse herself in a computer-generated virtual reality world during her six-and-a-half-minute uh, gig. Now, sources tell the publication that fans at the venue and viewers watching at home will wow, be wowed by ho- uh, ho- uh, the holographic uh, images and the green screen visuals during her stage show as well as real dancers. The 60-year-old is also reportedly trying to avoid a mishap like her embarrassing stage fall at the 2015 Brit Awards by throwing herself in an extensive rehearsal schedule at the Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, where the ceremony will be held. Madonna will also use the gig to promote her comeback single, Madalyn, a collaboration with Colombian star Luluma, who will join her at the Billboard Music Awards. Uh, Maluma, I should say. Uh, also performing at the bash will be taylor swift she will uh reportedly kicked off proceedings with her new track me with again planning at the disco front man brendan urie and cardi b is the most nominated act going into wednesday ceremony with an incredible 21 nods one short of the all-time record shared by drake and the change smokers And Ozzy Osbourne has thanked fans for their continued support as he announced a string of rescheduled European tour dates for 2020. The Rocker was forced to cancel the remainder of his No More Tours 2 tour after aggravating an old injury while falling at his Los Angeles home earlier this year while he was also battling pneumonia. Early this month, the star announced that he was postponing all planned dates while he recovered from the incident. The former Black Sabbath frontman rescheduled Trek is slated to kick off in the UK on uh, January 31st and run for six weeks before wrapping up on March 16th in Switzerland. The tour will also include stops in Germany, Finland, Sweden, Austria, Czech Republic, and Italy. Now, following the European dates, Ozzy will return to the U.S. for the previous announced North American leg of the rescheduled dates beginning in Atlanta, Georgia on May uh, 27. The tour will run for two months and end with a concert in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena on July 31st. The No More Tours 2 trek will be Ozzy's last. And rapper Tiger has settled a $1.4 million lawsuit over a string of missed concerts in the Middle East. According to court documents obtained by The Blast, the rap star has concert promoters at heavy rotation have come to an agreement almost a year after they sued him for the return of an advance they paid out for shows in the United uh, Emirates and damages. Dal Tiger allegedly pulled out of the appearances at three clubs because another venue in Dubai was offering more money. The promoter claimed his no-show cost him dear, but the rapper argued he never agreed to restrictions that prevented him from booking shows at other Middle Eastern venues and denied all allegations of wrongdoing, even accusing heavy rotation bosses of failing to hold up their side of the bargain. But now both parties have agreed to dismiss the legal matter. The news come just days after Tiger dropped his $10 million legal tussle with cash money and Young Money label boss Brian Birdman Williams and his associates over alleged unpaid royalties. And the Backstreet Boys, they closed out their 81 gig Las Vegas residency with an emotion, emotional show at the Planet Hollywood and Casino on Saturday night, April 27. The veteran boy band teamed up with NSYNC star Lance Bass for their hit, I Want It That Way, and paid tribute to their wives as they brought the nearly two-year run of concerts to an end. The highlights of the last show came during a performance of Shape of My Heart when the band made each handed their wives' roses on band. But the Backstreet Boys haven't closed the doors on a possible return to Sin City for another run of shows. As AJ explained, he said, God willing, if they want us back in Vegas, we'll love to come back, and we hope to see them down the road. The group will be back on stage next month when its DNA World Tour begins. And, uh, you know, uh, last month we... uh, marked the third anniversary of Prince's death. You know, I, wow, I can't believe it's been three years and a lot of fines, uh celebrated that day, April 21st, remembering Prince and his music and uh, singing to his songs, dressing like him, uh, wearing his favorite color purple. And, but now even three years later, there's been some issues with his estate. Uh, Prince's estate are putting together – but but that's on another level. Um, you know, his state are putting together an album featuring the star's unreleased demo to mark his birthday in June. Uh, on Wednesday, April 24th, it was announced that the estate, in partnership with Tidal and Warner Brother Records, will be releasing Originals, an album made of Prince's version of songs he wrote and gave to other artists to turn into hits just over three years after his death. Originals will feature 15 tracks, including 14 previous unreleased recordings that illuminates the vital behind the scene role Prince played in other artists' careers, such as Prince's original take on Sheila E.'s The Glamorous Life, The Bangles' Man it Monday, and Nothing Compared to You, which became a worldwide hit for Sh- uh, Shana O'Connor, Shanae O'Connor in 1990. The track were uh, selected collaboratively by Troy Carter, the entertainment advisor for the estate, and Tidal's Jay-Z after the two parties reached an agreement over the Posimus album in May last year. Now, the album was initially streamed exclusively on Tidal on June 7th, what would have been Prince's 61st birthday, before being released by Warner Brothers on June 21st. Now the music news come just days again after the estate announced that they would be releasing the icon deeply personal memoirs in October. Can't wait. I just can't wait. You know, I was look- I was uh on I think iTunes and I was looking at uh, they had posted a lot of his greatest hits album, a lot of his past hits and even some of his music videos and I was just watching uh I think what was the uh video I was watching um uh I think it was from the batman uh album um and uh I was just looking and I said, you know, damn, I said, I really miss Prince, I really miss him, and I can't believe it's been almost three years since he passed, but um you know we're always thinking about him, he is truly missed. God, he—he, I mean, he is really, truly nice. missed. Um, two minutes left remaining in the show. I'd like to thank everybody who's tuned in today, who's always tuned in every Wednesday. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's shown support after 10 years here on BTR. Uh, can you believe this is our 10th anniversary of That's Entertainment? Wow. Well, That's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. And I will talk to you next time. Take care.